So let me just say, I completely sympathize with Thomas. If I was in Thomas's shoes, I am absolutely positive that I would feel a, a mixture of frustration and anger and hurt. For on Easter evening, during a time when, when Thomas is gone, Jesus appears to the rest of the disciples. Jesus, who had been crucified. Jesus, who had died. Jesus, who Mary Magdalene had proclaimed was in fact alive and it appeared to her just earlier that day. This Jesus comes to the disciples and pronounces his peace and breathes the Holy Spirit on them. All, all while Thomas is gone. Imagine returning to your once frightened friends, probably with the groceries, only to discover that the risen Jesus has suddenly appeared in the room in your absence. Imagine listening to them describe the joy they experienced at seeing Jesus and receiving his peace and, and seeing his wounds. Imagine what it must have felt like for Thomas when they described feeling Jesus's breath as he breathed the Holy Spirit upon them. I completely sympathize with Thomas and his resistance to believe. Thomas just wants what the other, disi other disciples received. He wants what the others got and he missed. And who can blame him? If we were among Jesus's closest followers, would we not also want to see and touch the risen Christ? Would we not want what everyone else got? Because let's face it, it is not always easy to believe. It was not easy for Thomas on Easter evening to believe when he missed out on the appearance of the risen Christ. It is not always easy for us. I imagine that, that most of us live our lives somewhere on a, on a spectrum of, of trust and commitment and belief. Our faith, it, it ebbs and flows, or let me at least own it, at least mine does. There are times when my trust in God and my belief in God seem next to certain. And there are other times where I can hardly imagine that I would claim to believe at all. Sometimes amidst the, the stress and strain of life, I find great comfort in my faith. I find myself thankful to be able to, to lean into my relationship with God. In the storm of life, I discover anew that, that God is my rock and foundation, my castle to keep me safe. And yet, there are other times where the stress and strain seem to block out my relationship with God. My fear or my pain seem to only point to God's absence. I look at the suffering of this world and I find it hard to imagine that a good God, a loving God, could be real. And in those moments, I long for assurances. I long for a sense of presence, which seems elusive. And I have found this time, this, this extraordinarily difficult time of being safer at home 
as the world reels in response to this pandemic to be a time lived all along that spectrum of faith. I have found this time, which is so defined by disruption and dare I hope pregnant with possibility, to be a time filled with moments of profound grace where I have felt God's presence and also a time filled with moments of doubt and alienation. It is not always easy to believe. And so I completely sympathize with Thomas. When we read this gospel lesson this morning, it might be easy to skip over the time that passes. There is a, there's a pregnant pause in this gospel lesson as a week passes between appearances. And I wonder, what must that week have been like? What must Thomas have been experiencing? Does Thomas find his resistance to belief in the resurrection softening as he lives among his friends? Or instead, do you think that, that Thomas digs in his heels and commits himself anew to not believing? And what about the other disciples? Do they find a, a new sense of purpose and trust in God as they reflect on the experience of the risen Jesus? Or has a little doubt started to creep in as they begin to wonder about how strange it all is? Or has all of this happened? Has Thomas had moments of belief, but also moments of unbelief? Have the disciples had moments of trust, but also moments of doubt? My hunch is that Thomas and the rest of the disciples have lived their week all along that spectrum of faith. Their experience has not been static. They have had moments of belief and unbelief, moments of clarity and moments of befuddlement. But whatever that week was like, interestingly enough, Thomas does not walk away. He stays with the community that he has lived with. Thomas stays with the community whose very existence points to the risen Christ. He stays with this community that points to the one that Thomas claims he will not believe in until he has had his own experience. Interestingly enough, Thomas stays. And after that pregnant week, into that closed off space where the doors are shut, comes Jesus standing among them. Jesus offers the disciples peace once again, offers them a peace that makes one whole, a peace that, that points beyond the moment to a culmination yet to come. And having done that, as Jesus stands among them, Jesus offers himself to Thomas. Jesus meets Thomas where he is at, inviting him to see and touch and believe. And in response, 
as Thomas declares, my Lord and my God, Thomas offers himself in kind back to Jesus. Thomas points beyond himself, beyond his belief and his unbelief, beyond his doubts, beyond his fears, to the one that he now calls Lord and God. For at least this one moment, Thomas can make this bold declaration of faith. Belief can be hard. It is not always easy. But it's important to recognize that doubt is not the opposite of faith. In fact, doubt is an essential component of faith because by its very nature, faith is not certain. Instead, I would offer that apathy or disengagement or lovelessness are things we might better say are opposite of faith. And unbelief is not always the opposite of belief. Thomas stays. He remains open. And in some sense, he believes, at least in something, even though he says he will not believe. And in that openness, he meets Jesus. Now, it's not necessarily causal. There was no guarantee that Jesus would appear and renew Thomas's belief just because he stayed. Jesus might not have appeared. Or Jesus might have come to him even if Thomas had left. Obviously, God is beyond our ability to control. We cannot make God appear or not appear. We cannot completely dictate the nature of our relationship with God. After all, it is a relationship. And in this way, perhaps the invitation from this lesson is not to take ourselves too seriously. For whatever we might believe or not believe about God and Jesus today or tomorrow or next week, what today's gospel lesson points to is that God is still God, that Jesus is still risen, that love and life triumph over the powers of sin and death. God's love reigns and is victorious and nothing, absolutely nothing, can separate us from God's love. When we risk believing, though, when we risk trusting in this good news, as elusive as it may be sometimes, we can trust that we will discover new life, abundant life, eternal life. God invites us to live into our relationship with God through love to discover the new life that God has to offer. Even in the midst of doubt, this new life can arise in our lives. For indeed, we have been given a new life in Christ. So yes, belief can be hard. But in point of fact, God is bigger, bigger than our belief. Amen. Thank you.